Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I am joined as ever occasionally uh, by <laughs> Corey Schreppel, Mark Fangmeyer, Rodrigo Sanchez-Chevaria. Um, this is, we've had a, a few months off. Uh, we've taken some naps. We've uh, watched a lot of Netflix. And uh, and here we are. We're at a 2023 season for Minnesota United. Um, we haven't talked in a long time. Everyone uh, everyone do, doing okay? Corey? I mean, we, we've spoken. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we actually don't talk outside of podcasts. Uh, <laughs> even when Corey and I, we went to uh, Germany to see some foosball, and uh, we, we uh, brought a, a Zoom microphone to record the whole thing so that we could podcast the entire time because that's the only yeah. way we... And all we ended up talking about was the meat to bun ratio on the sausages. XB, expected bun. Uh, in, it's a really important stat to work on. We worked on it a lot in Germany. Um, yeah, we we saw three matches. I saw a fourth one when I saw St. Pauli's amateur women play. Um, we saw the the Essen women play up against the Köln team. Uh, we saw, and that was in Essen. Then we saw Dortmund uh Smacked the living crap out of Freiburg in Dortmund, and then we we saw St. Pauli in the third of four wins in a row under American uh, head coach. Um, they won uh, two nothing, so it was a blast. Yeah. Um, what was our um, uh, aggregate score? Eleven one. Yep. Yep. Eleven one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we anyway we had a good time, and um, that's the podcast. Good to see you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We were going to talk about season preview. That's why we got back. But before we do that, we're going to hit a little bit of uh, of the off-season news, everything you missed in the off-season. First of all, this Apple TV deal that, that we're going to see this coming weekend, uh, many of the details are still kind of being worked out, as, uh, as I only found out via a tweet that I need to order DirecTV for the bar instead of... Uh, Comcast. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Did you, Corey, you watched a preseason game? How, yeah, how I watched, um, yeah, I watched the Orlando New England game and then I watched part of the, uh, LA somebody. I Toronto. Can't what it was. Toronto, yeah, yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, it was, I watched it on Apple TV on the hardware, Apple TV. I had it up on my iPad too. Um, it's really smooth. It, the colors look great. The cameras are great. Um, it looks better than most things ESPN put out in the playoffs last year. Um, a couple little, just a couple little quirk things with like the sound level of of the commentators and and all of that. But that's all stuff that'll get ironed out. And it definitely feels like it was a soft launch purely for testing um, to do a little bit of rehearsing with the in-studio staff and all of that. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think the, I think it looks really great. There's a couple of additional features on the user side. I think Mark, you mentioned like, how can I turn off the scores when I go into the app? So I don't, which I did figure out if you have an Apple, if you have an an, uh, iPhone or an Apple TV or an iPad, you can go into the Apple TV settings and turn them off. But apparently if you do it on, if you're just streaming on uh, your browser, you cannot do that. And so, yeah. you, you see, folks, this is what you've been missing for three months: mm-hmm. four dudes telling you how to change the settings on your uh, right. Apple TV. <laughs> That's I, I do appreciate the um, fucking riveting. You know, just 1080, 1080, 
1080 on, on, on a soccer. It, it was nice. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they get the logos and the scoreboards because that was just all blank colors and I, I I didn't like that. So I think that was the that was the thing. Like um, from each match, and as the matches went on, you saw more and more graphics start to come in. So I think that was very intentional, where they just keep it very bare bones and then they ramp it up. Um, yeah, I, that's what I hope. The league, uh, is, the entire league is rendering right now. So I'm. I will also want to mention that um, we had the first in the inaugural um, Sanchez Esparza Derby uh, at the bar this weekend. And that's because during the off season, G chose Liverpool as their team. And, uh, and, and this was the first time Liverpool and Newcastle have, have faced up since. And uh, how did, how did it go, Rodrigo? Um, I mean, Newcastle's still in fourth place, so that's all that really matters at yeah. the end. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I do get a kick out of uh, G every once in a while, bunking off of the end of the day of school to come <laughs> watch Champions League at the well, bar. I, mean, what I you, definitely what, listen, listen, feel like What are you going to do when her last period class is literally like someone showing videos and then doing online forms on their iPad? She calls. She's always. She misses that class a lot. So Nubia gets the phone calls. Your child's been absent for, it. and every time we ask her, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm like four classes ahead of homework on that class." So yeah. what do you want me to punish for being efficient? And, <laughs> I mean, um, I will say though, I, I, I mean, I you work ahead and you get to go to the bar. What's not to love about high school? <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing about that though is that um, G has another friend who I've coached. Who's also a Liverpool fan, and G was like, "Listen, I was like, if if I can do this again, would you come with me?" And they're like, "And and here we are. There's high school that is trying to get to get to a buy during the morning. We're doing an afternoon game. So there you go. Yep, gotta love it. Real, real also, mentoring also, the youths here. Uh, set the record straight. Newcastle is in fifth. Tottenham jumped up into fourth yesterday. Oh, I forgot that." Yeah, we, everybody did. Um, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Even, we forgot even, about Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah. All right. Just let's, like Trey. Let, so um, the Minnesota Aurora offseason recap is uh, is that by the time you've listened to this, the schedule will be out. Um, it's it, Like last year, it's a six-game schedule uh, of the regular season, which means that um, we get to pay even more bills when we get playoff games and, and run to the finals again. So I hope we're really good. Um, we have announced the only player we've announced so far is coming back is uh, co-captain from last year, Ken's Langdock. So I'm extremely excited about that. I was hoping Ken's would make a move to pro last year, but um, people are stupid and they didn't take our advice. Um, so the other thing is that the the ticket details and everything will come out in the next couple of days. I think tickets will be sale for sale. Season ticket renewals will be the end of the week. And, um, the important, the other part is that the division now has changed. Where the teams that came in were um, Rochester, Rochester, Minnesota. That is because that, that's also a place. Um, Racing Kenosha, uh, Racine Kenosha. Actually, it would be awesome if they were Racing Just Kenosha. Racing Kenosha. Um, <laughs> and then Milwaukee, uh, the Bavarians. So none of the trips are further than six hours because the furthest trip is the two Chicago teams and then green Bay. And so, yeah, that's going to be so much better. We're going to 
definitely Blackheart and Prize Brewing, I think, are going to partner to put some buses uh, to send supporters down to the Rochester game. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. I, I, it's definitely been far too long of an off season. That's the news as it is. Let's take a break and we'll come back and, uh, and we'll start with the Minnesota United 2022 look back. Back on the 551 podcast, we'll uh, we'll start by um, going in the wayback machine to the year 2022. Things were looking pretty good. Your 401k had money in it. Um, actually, th- things were really shitty. They still, they still are. So, <laughs> say, Min- so they, say, what 2022? Yeah, you yeah. In, Let's, <laughs> Corey, take take us through. Remind us of what we've bit, what we missed, how we went out. Yeah. Uh, so. We ended the season, uh, regular season, 14 wins, 14 losses, six draws, 48 points, sixth in the West. Um, I think we, if I remember correctly, we were doing pretty well for a bit there, and then we just started plummeting. Um, It's almost like we lost our best defender, and then we just started losing all of our games. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, because we were squarely in home playoff territory, and then DeBossi went down. Thigh injury, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then... um, yeah, and then just started tanking. Um, uh, that was August twenty ninth. He went out for the for the season. Yeah, and like so. the couple weeks prior to that, we were actually at a spot where like we're like, ooh, could we challenge Austin for the second spot? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a really hot run. Probably the best yeah. team in the league uh, in the summer. Um, and then but, and then Claudio Reyna fucked it all up. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but we lost in the opening round to FC Dallas 1-1 with a Bongi, um, amazing long ball to Bongi who Kool-Aid manned into the defense and got the ball to Reynoso who, um, scored our only goal in the playoffs. Um, so it was a 1-1 draw against FC Dallas, but it ended 5-4 on PKs with Will Trapp missing our second PK. Um, which kind of sealed our fate. And so that's where we ended up last year. Um, we After Debassi went down, we played three, four, five, six, seven matches, regular season matches, and we got four points. We got one win and one draw. Um, and the, last, the win was on the last day of the season, uh, 2-0 against uh, the Whitecaps. Yep. So... Um, yeah, so that's where we kind of left off. And when we looked at that team, how did we evalu- evaluate the season and what were our needs for the offseason? What did we know needed to get fixed? Uh, center backs and more attackers. Okay, yep. We needed younger defense and someone to put the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> And, and, you know, depending on where Lude was going to be, more talent wherever he wasn't. So left wing. So, um, and yeah. And so, with with that said, then during the offseason, here's what we put together we brought in, in in the attack, we brought in forward Cameron Dunbar, who played for the LA Galaxy mostly for. I think he had 18 or so games for LA Galaxy and then a bunch for the Galaxy 2. Um, also, no, that's the only attack. 
<laughs> I was like, uh, 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 yep. And then we added five defenders and a goalkeeper. And so the goalkeeper, Clint Irwin, old Dutch from goalkeeper for the Rapids. Um, we, we brought in uh, young center back, Michael Marquez from a uh, fantastically named second division Swedish team. Eskil Tuna is how I pronounce it. Um, is it Eskil Tuna? No, it's Eskil Tuna, oh. but it is Swedish for um, uh, e, uh, like it's just like people who fish for tuna, but on video games. It's like showing oh. your, yeah. showing your yeah, e yeah, skills. Yeah. It's like the cat. Wait, there's tuna fishing video games. Yeah, stick with yeah. me. There's there's right. lawn mowing video games. There's there's. Um, you are you not on Meta? You're not on Meta. <laughs> no, I mean okay. I, I, the lawn mowing. Like you know, if you do a good job, you get a PBR at the end. It's great. That would actually I'd be pl- good. I'd play. I'd play like a like a groundskeeper video game in Football Manager. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me the actual. I don't want to manage a team. I just I want to manage a team. I just, I just want to ride. I just want to ride the lawnmowers and and yeah, the and, bonus points are the, like if you could do the cool designs into them. I pull out. I, I, pull I, out the, I, <laughs> after every game, you're pulling out the grow lights. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. In that mode, do you do you also get to do the lines? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's part of the deal. We also oh, signed awesome. Miguel. Tapia. Are, are you going to do the bulge on the circle? For, we did. Uh, Wes, Wes, and I were in at, at Dortmund for the bulge. Yes. Explain this. This was the yeah. center circle. The, the we looked out. There were, and there, they temporarily made a extra like addition. The circle became like a had like a goiter on it, or a it's not a tumor. Tumor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is because the uh, blanking on the the Dortmund player's name, Dortmund player who had testicular, testicular cancer, cancer, yep. cancer, and came back in that game and then scored a goal. But yeah. they had this thing, and it was all in German. Obviously, we're in Germany, and um, they were like explaining what's going on, and we're like, we're just trying to figure out what are they doing to the circle, and then it was like, oh. Yeah, they're talking about testicular cancer. I, yeah. I, I yeah, got those words. So anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, so who, who else did we sign? Uh, Miguel Tapias, uh, who's a young, twenty-five-year-old um, center back from Pachuca. It's probably the 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 biggest signing here um, of this group. Um, Ryan Jiba was fullback from Union Omaha, Union Omaha, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, on the on the in their starting eleven when they beat us for in the Open Cup, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember it. Uh, Daniel Henry, uh, center back from Toronto FC, he played in England as well. Um, anyone know how old he is? Thirty six. Thirty six. Thirty six. Twenty nine, dudes. Uh, oh my god! No joke. All right. I was. Cool. I just looked this up and I was like, surely he's thirty. He's seventy three. Surely he's <laughs> older than me. Um, but apparently he's twenty nine years old. So he's just been around Amazing. that long. And then Amazing. finally, Lancaster's own, Lancaster, Pennsylvania's own, Zarek Valentin. The man loves Wawa. He goes to Square One Coffee down in Lancaster when he's uh, when he's kind of going around the square. Maybe he's going to see uh, see some art of the, going to some of the art galleries down there in, in Lancaster City. So, yeah. Yeah, like I, I really want to just like get a one one on one with him, so we can take him to like all the Puerto Rican spots around town, and just be able to just you know talk about food and, and maybe grab Maria Isa. I uh, will say, um, Zarek is the like first time a player has reached out and said like, "Hey, 
can you send me some Aurora stuff? And I was like, bitch, you can buy it. But <laughs> then I did send it. I We're an it was, amateur team, bitch. I, like, yeah, how much? You, I, I know what you got paid last year. I can look it up. You should have said, coño. Um, so uh, anyway, it, I thought it was very cool that he like reached out and was like, hey, I really want to get. Uh, so obviously I went in and made him a Valentin kit and I sent it on and he didn't send me a thank you note yet. So I guess he is. He's. He was like, I'm definitely bringing the family out to the game. So that was cool. I'm very excited about him. Uh, I'm excited about Clint Irwin. I really hope we do see him in, in the goal because not every game, but who doesn't love US, an old US Dutch? Open Cup, baby. Absolutely. U- US Open Cup, if we get another um, another day like like last year where the game gets canceled and only like 500 of us show up the next day, that would be, that's a dream come true. I can't, yeah, it really yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the the other the other things to note with this like off season uh, you know roster moves is that we're also getting some um, Hassani Dotson's coming back, which is basically like a signing, you know, in the midfield. Um, who else was it? Was it Tani that's coming up from the Minnesota United two in the forward? Yes, land? Patrick Wales, Carlos, Patrick. Um, Tani Alu, oh God, I can never pronounce his last name right. I thought um, we loaned him out. To Minnesota Maybe United too? I don't know. I could be wrong. Either way, he's on the he's on the first team roster. And then we also have uh, Patrick Wea is coming back from injury. So um I'm excited about Wea. Just because lots of potential. Looking forward to those loons and, and better coverage from MLX next pro on the games. But overall, like I'm excited. I think he could he could he could provide some relief or just some chaos up top for any team. So, but um, let's talk about these players who came in. Uh, who who are you most excited about and why? Mark, give me your uh, give me your first. Um, I mean, I have I I have two categories. One. The one that I'm absolutely the most excited about is Clint Irwin because of the, the how much fun it was when he came with Colorado last summer. Um, and I am seriously contemplating getting an old Dutch goalkeeper kit oh, this year. Yeah. Um, but um, no, it's it's uh, it's Miguel coming in at the center back. Like that's he's the, the only one that like kind of gets any excitement going actually because we that's where we desperately needed somebody, and at least we have somebody who's twenty five who has experience in yeah. a very you know in, in League MX like. I'm Someone coming into their prime, like you know, like yeah. what we hope the Miguel, uh, not the Miguel, the Emmanuel Reynoso of the back. And I know that I don't think that people think his ceiling is as high as as you know best defender in the league. Maybe he is though. But I, I'm I think he could be a really exciting signing. I agree with that. Corey, do you want to? I mean, I'll got? say Zarek Valentin. Uh, like it's you know, it's nice to have a little bit of depth in the fullback. Um, somebody who's a little bit faster than some of the other folks that we've had. Um, he's a known quantity. He's reliable. Um, I think we've just had a, had a bunch of rotating cast of characters in our fullback depth in the last couple of years where anything other than kind of Adrian Heath's first choice has always been like a massive drop-off. So I think this will be a you know, it'll be better. He won't be somebody who's going to bomb up and down the right wing with 
Bongi or, or Robin Lud, but um, maybe provide a little bit more defensive security and and help us play yeah. out of the back a little bit. So I'm excited for him. Um, Cameron Dunbar, I think, could be really interesting. We need forwards. We thought we would get a DP. Um, we thought we'd get kind of one of these Korean players or, um, you know, there was even talk about the Greek player who was from Celtic who ended up going to um, Atlanta. And so we know that we've needed, we've had someone in this role like Abu Dinladi previously where we are going to need eight games out of someone. And um, Cameron Dunbar is talked highly about um, in the USL. And I think that, we have always, you know, the step down to Abu Dinladi this year, it was it was really bad. When we needed a striker, he was uh, pretty terrible. Um, and so if we have someone who can come in and be hungry and actually, like, push for that spot, that would be exciting. So I, I think that um, that he could be pretty fun this year. Rodrigo, you got anyone, or are you just going to ditto? ditto no, someone? I mean, I think I, le- I, want, I like Valentin just for the other reasons right i think he has the op- the opportunity to be uh another community person knowing that we lost um hayes um and i think he he can do that i think also just you know his heritage puerto rican playing for the puerto rican national team you know i think just overall like you know he wears number three for um um, Alan Iverson so like he he seems like a really cool down dude like I, I'd like to just be able to go on and just you know hang out with and and yeah I mean I'm excited to see what le- leadership qualities they can be because he's been around for a while and so like just just overall like I, I'm excited just to, to be able to see to have someone who's who's on that that can provide some of that and provide some relief and in uh, on the fullback position yeah. so uh, who has the biggest remember that guy potential Oh. Uh, it's got uh, Daniel Henry, right? I mean, he could just bomb out and never play because, I mean, right now he's behind Coleman, and as for backup, Debassi's going to be back soon. Like, he could yeah, be, like, you know, pretty far back there. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think that's, a, that's always a good shout there. Um, the you know, obviously, um, Ryan Jiba, like a USL guy coming in who then gets shunted to the uh, Los Dos. Um, then who was the who was the one who who's the forward that we had in twenty twenty who like retired Foster Langsdorf. Foster yeah. Langsdorf. Yes. So yeah, that's I will a, tell that's everyone. Foster have, it's Australian for striker. Yeah, we had the we had the. <laughs> Uh, Death Loon Solstice this last week at the bar where I unveiled the um, the Grant Wall icon that's now hanging in the back uh, in the lounge and um, we played a trivia game remember that guy that um, Schieffer Decker helped me write and uh, we we uh, we picked mostly there were a couple guys from, from way back um, but it was mostly guys post 2018 and um, the, I think Bruce would have done really well but he like even didn't even try to get four of them he didn't even. so there are guys like for example do you know who the other three players from the usl who were brought in late in the season like foster langsdorf two of them from reno 911 kevin estrada 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yep. And I can't remember the other one. So. No, or Partido? Kevin, Kevin Partida. Oh, Kevin Partida. Kevin, yeah, yeah. Right? something like that. And then, yeah, shoot. Is the, yeah. Oh, and then the other one, this one was, we used as the Remember That Guy, Sam Gleadle. Oh, God. Yeah, man, remember that guy? Anyway. Wait, no, I don't yeah. even remember that guy. Yep, you no, don't. Didn't he sign back with uh, uh, New England Revolution 2? No, that was a that was a, a draft pick. Okay. Well, um, then, yeah, remember that guy for sure then. Other remember that guy potential, I think... Uh, I think is Michael Marquez if he goes full Chacon yeah. on us. He's yeah. not going to. I, I mean, I, I yeah, I hope so. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Chacon's hoping. doing well in his team decently. I mean, he scored that goal. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> I mean, Eric Dick also has the potential. He's so Chacon is in. Is in Dick, Dick is not no. going to be unforgettable. Yeah, well, that Dick is. Um, <laughs> especially when he's in the box. He puts All a right. D in the box. All right. All right. You jackals. Um, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a while. Guys. Minnesota United <laughs> FC uh, tweets. Or tweet, not tweets. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Reading the notes here. Off-season news as well. We had the Northern Lights kit, which um, Corey is uh, wearing right now. You can, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you can put your uh, jersey up to the microphone, can you do some ASMR? Yeah, hold on. It's uh, Hold on. If I do, if I take it. Oh wow! Mm. That's sounds, so close. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. Do you guys get it? No. No. I had no idea. Oh, wait, hold actually. on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. If I do this, if I do this, I know oh, exactly what I'm gonna do. Hold on. Yeah, dude, hold on. Do, do hold on. I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. Do it. Hold on. Doing do it, it and doing it and doing it do well. Oh, do it's it. not gonna let me do the thing on this. Part. Oh. Uh, Listening. Hey, is that a replica <laughs> or an authentic? No, they don't have the replicas yet. ASMR. Oh. But I did find out that the uh, the replicas are not going to have the full badge. It's just an embroidered version of the solo loon. But it is embroidered. Nice. It's not like pasted on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is the. Um, I love the. the my favorite version. part about it is that they've taken the loon out of the shield. I think that. Um, Crest design should be without shields. Uh, that's just my my uh, yeah, personal thing. Um, I, I think it looks awesome. So uh, MLS confirmed the team Twitter hashtags. MNUFC abandons MNUFC for Legion of Loons, which uh, oh my several God, people really? pointed out. Um, Did well, I miss a, this? The, the picture didn't work, but also pointed out that Legion of Loons is LOL. Um, yep. And mm-hmm. Andrew Weeby already introduced um, L.O. Loons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we lost to Omaha. But, yep. um, yeah, the, right. uh, the, this one, it's, it's so funny to me. Like, this is one of those things that's just a little baffling where it's like, why would, why? I mean, you have like, there's a couple of other teams that do something similar to that, like TFC Live. Hold it down or, for, yeah, uh, hold it down. Or, like, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know well, which team this is. What's Nashville's? Isn't it like we are? Oh my god, know. Atlanta's is we are the A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, the, the funny uh, part is, is like we're the only ones without an emoji now because there's right. nobody that works at Twitter in the sports department <laughs> anymore to update it. So like we're the only team that changed ours this year, and yeah. now we're the only team that doesn't get an emoji because there's no one at Twitter to it, add. It one. will it will change. We will have one this week. There's no way. I mean, but then again, you know what? I kind of hope we never get one. 
I hope so. I hope we can hashtag MNUFC and still get the crest, you know? No, actually, I love, like, on Twitter, people were just, like, doing hashtag MNUFC and then putting their own emoji after to see which one would work best. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the, the SOS emoji was the best one that I saw. <laughs> um, all right. The, the biggest offseason news, uh, Emmanuel Reynoso. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso just decided not to Manny show up at work. He, um, he gotten some, you know, his legal trouble apparently didn't disappear as much as we thought. Um, and in that, probably the person who was bribed to take the fall for it um, <laughs> just decided to not take the fall or something. <laughs> but now it seems um, no one knows what's going on. The team at least is saying something finally, which is that we're um, we're mad or if, <laughs> I don't know if you guys We're read, not paying that fucker. If you read the Sherry Ballard um <laughs> Uh, in a profile that Andy Greeter did where um, it was just like disappointed mom, you know, like, well, we just it's wish the most, that he, it's the most Minnesotan response that you could possibly have. We just hope he, um, he would make better choices. You know, he's not making great choices right now. And uh, yeah. So um, I, I've been convinced that this is, that this would um, not end well. And uh, I've unfortunately been proven correct. And um uh, yeah, now it, it, it's wild. He's not showing up, and no one thinks that he really will, and he's not being paid, and I don't know how you get out of this situation. Wait until the summer and sell him off for $2 million. Um, he also seems to be living his best life down in Argentina. Like, he's still going to bars. There was an article that about he like went to like uh, his childhood club and was like just hanging out in the stands and like enjoying himself and whatnot. Yep. And like he's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm having fun down here. Why would I go back to Minnesota? I, 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 I think it's like there was an earlier rumor like he like he wanted to stay in Latin America and he was looking for a team to go to in Latin America. And at first I dismissed it as like, dude, this guy just signed a contract. Like there's no way he's giving up that kind of money. And now I'm set to believe, you know, that if it's not, you know, financial, if it's not a financial thing, then it's just more like a, a personal thing. I think, you know, I think it has to do with, with, with that choice. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's. We'll we'll talk about what it means to the team uh, in in a few minutes, but um, it's a pretty wild situation and kind of wild that for so long everyone was just in the dark and, you know, as. Uh, People who at other at the newspapers have kind of been like, "Oh, why isn't this a bigger deal? If this was uh, the Twins, it would be a huge deal." And it's like, you know, you guys do work in the sports departments. <laughs> this <laughs> is kind of Michael, a big Michael deal. Rand and Lavelle Neal. We're we're talking about it on their podcast. I love those guys; they're great. Yeah. And, but it's just like you know, you guys could push them to actually cover the game. It would be awesome. But. Um, so it stinks. We have no idea what's going to happen here, but we do know that I would I would say I would be blown away if uh, we see Ray starting in his role in June. Maybe he's back here next month or something like that. But I think that at least we can look at the first few months uh, as Rayless. Um, I'd be surprised if we see him ever again. No, I'm I'm just saying the most optimistic of him coming back. Yeah, Rodrigo. Yeah, and I, and I think it's not, you know, and I think that's how the team is training, right? And I think that's that's even though it's a bad thing, it's a good thing to find out who who you have that can 
step into a role or or people that you have that can step up for sure no okay. and i i only i only say that as um for to lead into the part um we're going to take a break here but we'll come back and talk about the depth chart and everything we are going to talk about it as in this is a rayless season you know unless yeah. unless at the most optimistic thing is after leagues cap or something like that yeah. um all right let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about this step chart Back on the fifteen. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, we st- he still got it. Ah, We've been in practice for months, but Rodrigo still has the timing. Yeah, I have the timing down. <laughs> Apparently, um, brought you to by. Hey, there's Venom. Okay, bye. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Back on the fifty-five-one <laughs> podcast. My name is Wes. These are the people I do this podcast with. Um, we are going to talk about the season. The biggest question mark, obviously, is Reynoso here. So um, let's imagine the sunniest scenario possible. Um, last year, I think we would have said our ceiling was second place in the league. Our floor, I thought, um, I thought would be, you know, could have been like eighth place. But the, the median, I think we all thought that they should finish uh, fifth or third. Right, we yeah. we went a bit below that. I'm, I'm, um, so now I want to hear from all of you what the highest place you think we can finish is, and then I want to talk about what the team would look like to make that happen. So, um, Mark, you go first here. We'll do Absol- quick. What's the absolute best here? case scenario is ninth, and we sneak into the playoffs <laughs> and into a very expanded playoff. Really? Wow! Absolute best. This has been a dark winter. Uh, Rodrigo, what's your what's your absolute best scenario? How many teams are in the West again? Thirteen. There's like 13. 13. 14. Okay. 14, yeah. So it's oh. okay. So yeah, I don't count. No, I, I I honestly I honestly think that, you know, we finish literally one below the playoff line. I'd say one That's game the, one no, I, what's the highest what's the ceiling? Oh, what's the ceiling? Yeah, man. Oh, the ceiling's uh the ceiling's eighth. I think right now, yeah. <laughs> All right, Corey, what is your your uh, ceiling for this team? Uh, I am not going to be as optimistic as Kale and Kyle, but I do think our ceiling would be around six. Um, oh wow! If you were sleeping with a Heath, you you would that would yeah. Who says I'm not? <laughs> wait, no wait, says. wait, wait! Danielle's a Heath. I did not know this. Um, wow. Uh, We'll tell you later, Rodrigo. Um, <laughs> when two people so yeah, hate I think, each other I think very much. I'm with you on the sixth. I think the best scenario is is yeah. is sixth. Um, and what would the team look like? And I guess I'll just say, Lud is the the important part here, right? The ideal situation is that Lud um, he never inhabits the role. They they seem to be wanting to play him more as a uh, a midfielder as opposed to like a, a roaming um, central attacking midfielder and number 10 or even a second striker, which actually does make sense to me if you push him up a bit further. But he at least needs to play a playmaking role and he has to score 10 goals and get 10 assists, right? 
Is there yeah. is there a different way? No, it it Lud becomes the linchpin of this team. Um, he was doing that when Reynoso was out, and we were still able to win some matches. Um, I think formation wise, call it whatever you want, whether it's a four three three or a three five two, whatever. I don't think you're going to do a traditional four two three one that Heath really likes. Um, I think it'll be some sort of four three three, whether it's dual eights and Robin Lud is one of them, um, <clears throat> or dual sixes and Robin Lud is sitting in front of them. I don't know. I don't care, but I think it is going to be some sort of slightly more stacked midfield with Robin Lud being the creative outlet there. Um, the who else would have to be like if you had someone else there, um, Rodrigo. Like, who else are you looking to to save this team from to get to your rosy scenario of eighth place? <laughs> I mean, the the thing with me is I think um, we have Dotson coming back, and he's slowly going to be coming in. Dotson, we got Dotson playing. here, and I think Dotson has. We've all talked about how we we want to see him in the midfield. We want to be able to see him not as a six, but as a as a person that has the freedom to push the ball forward right away, which is their first um, first decision most of the time. And I think if you were able to pair someone with the Lude in that position, then you have the chance to kind of be the person that, um, you know, puts the plays together and put the passes together in the offense and have someone that can push that ball upward. And I, and I, and I think Dotson is going to have a... a, a a, a good role, but an immense role, maybe. Because honestly, when someone comes back from injury, the expectations really go out the window. And so, because um, you don't know what you're going to get, you don't know what it's been like in training. And so, I think this whole team, this all the other, this whole team revolves around Reynoso a lot. And I think a lot of the other teams know that. And I think the this is going to be a a team that's defined by roles. And role players, and I think we actually have enough role players to be able to create some chaos. Um, I think bringing up dots in there makes me think of another rosy scenario alternate universe because we'll eventually talk about what I think this team actually will look like. Um, but w- what about the rosy scenario where now that we have more than two center backs, we have maybe even seventeen. Um, now we could play with a three-man back line and two wingbacks. Um, and that does solve a problem where I think Fragapane is going to disappear um, for many parts of the season. And then you have Lawrence on as a wingback. You've got Dotson as a wingback, which I think might be a better role for, for him. And then a midfield of um, Trap and Ariaga and Lud. And then attacking, you've got... Um, uh, well, also Benitez could be a wing, like that's probably a better role. And DJ Taylor, as you you pointed out in the chat. But then you've got up top, you've got um, Amaria, um, Hlungwane, and um, Mendo Garcia, and things like that. And that, to me, with like Garcia's power, um, Hlungwane's freaking Kool Aid man, and uh, Amaria plays soccer. Um, <laughs> I think that something like that could 
could maybe solve some problems where I don't think our wings are very good right now. Um, Fragapane is going to disappear. We're not going to be able to use Lud on the wing. Tlangwane, I think, needs to take a step up, and we'll talk about that. Um, I don't know. Do you guys, is that a fanciful? How how crazy is that? Because Heath has talked about a potential three-man back line. Completely possible, like, especially with Benitez. Like, Benitez, his his defending was terrible. But, but man, his great. his uh, his ability to get down the sideline and get some like amazing crosses and some passing was fantastic. So like even just using him as like I mean I was even thinking like maybe in like a 442 having him as just like the right midfielder in a 442 mm-hmm. would also work kind of well as, as well just because it you know gets him into the offense a little bit more. But um I mean also like my imagine a, a like he's chosen like 4231 but have Frega Pani try to play the role of Reynoso. Like, I, I, we don't have, we, we, I don't know. Well, he's Pani the only one on the team that has the creativity yeah. to pull it off, but he's so hot and cold it wouldn't work yeah. for the but, long term. But you could plug it in every now and then and just say, if you need to change things up against someone, I could see that working every now and then as well. Yeah. I mean, the problem with Frega Pani is he spends too many nights up late listening to Joe Rogan and, and whatever podcasts, um, you're just listening to the ham radio AM QAnon conspiracy theorists. Um, that like, I just think that he only shows up for eight games a season and I'm not sure I would trust him, uh, with the keys, uh, of the car or literally yeah. with anything. I, th- I think it's been proven that Pragapani needs someone to feed him the ball. Um, so he can tuck in and do those type of things. And unfortunately, you know, um, you know, Chase Gasper used to be that person, um, but right now we have to be able to find someone who can in, in, put him into the, into that position so he can be that capable. I, you know, honestly, like in regards to formation, I want a formation that slows down the midfield, right? The transition aspect of it, whether that's a three-five-two, whether slows that's down a our midfield or their midfield. No, their midfield. They, they, they attack yeah, the the yeah, the opposing yeah. team because I I think right now is like. We have bodies that we can put in there to to make that work in some sort of sense, um, and I think that's what we want to be able to do. In a, in a, in a as we talk about a a rayless season, no no season, you want to be able to to just delay the transition enough for you your defense and everyone else to be able to just compact it and 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 become um, somewhat of a, a different counterattacking team that we've. We've been before, and I think when I think about this, I maybe should not spend too much time thinking about a formation that won't happen. But when I think about some of our weaknesses, where this team wants these bombing fullbacks up, right? Metonier in his prime, um, uh, someone on the left wing doing uh, left fullback doing it. We never had the prime there. Um, Kamara, I guess, had, had some good times, but we always talk then about how the midfield tucks back and covers those spaces, right? So that opens up our midfield then because we get purposely pulled out of position or, or kind of purposely moving ourselves around. Um, I, I think you can have these bombing fullbacks go forward and have more protection because you've got that third man back there. And then the midfield doesn't feel like they have to cover as much there. And I think maybe the midfield could be more solid than in a four, three situation. So that would be, so what formation are you you suggesting? A five, three, two. 
Yeah, no, and actually, and also like say like, and plus when uh, Debassi comes back from injury, like let's say Miguel is just like lights out, awesome. That's a key way to get everybody in the lineup as well. Yeah, on, I, I on think Boxall and Henry and um, Tapias uh, and Tapias, you know, kind of pushing up in, in, into the the midfield. But that's my hope. Anyway, so let's talk about the offense without Ray. Um, we talked a little bit about what Lud needs to do. Let's talk, let's also assume that uh, out of my uh, crazy scenario that I've just presented, we are going to be playing a four three three. That's the way they've been lining up with a kind of uh, situation. And then you know the the uh, lineup this last weekend, they didn't have Ariaga or Rosales. They were um, fixing their visa situation, and so you had Saint Clair in goal. Um, Boxel and Tapias, um, and then in center, uh, center back, um, Valentin on the right, Valentin, Valentin, I got to figure that out. Uh, and then it is, it is, it is Valentin. Okay. 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 Say it with me. Valentin. Thank you. Yeah. Valentin, uh, on the right and then (laughs) (laughs) it's on the left. Um, then you got Will Trap. uh, Manning, the kind of defensive midfield spot right in front of him is Lud, and then um, is it Malik Khan? Is that the player? Yeah, I had it? to look him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had forgotten. He's, on, he's from. He's like signed to our uh, the second team. Yeah, and then uh, Car- Carlos Leatherman also played this game. Yeah, uh, you know, sixteen-year-old uh, local boy. Um, anyway, so in that spot, not not Khan or whatever, that then Dotson came in. So you could have Dotson and Lud there. You can have Ariaga, et cetera. <clears throat> and then up top, you had Bongi, Am- Amaria, and Fregapane. Um, so the other options in there, right, we've got um, Cameron Dunbar, uh, we, who we talked about. We got Tani. We've got um, Patrick Wea. Uh, Mender Garcia, obviously, then is the Mender Garcia is probably the natural first one to bring in there. Um, what do we think? This uh, I don't know. Uh, the, it's a loaded question to say. What do we think about that? Uh, the attack there, Bongi and Maria Fragapane. There was there was a thing that came out on the Athletic, I think, a couple of weeks ago, where it was the passing maps of every uh, major league soccer team and. This wasn't unique to Minnesota United, but it was particularly stark, which was like our number nine was on an island and there was not a ton of passing to our number nine. Um, you know, either through long balls from the back line or um, a consistent way to get them the ball from Reynoso or the wings. Um, so I, I'm less concerned about who is there and more concerned about how they're utilized. Um, I think I favor Garcia a little bit more than Amaria um, at this point, uh, if you're looking at an, at an all-out number nine. But I think it is a formation shift where you do need a, a, you know, a partner up there, whether it's a Robin Lud is a false nine kind of, kind of thing with drawn striker or just kind of two people there. But um, yeah, so, I, for me, for me, it's less about who is there and it's, how they're being how they're being utilized, which could be how the the reason that it's a it's a striker graveyard with yeah. this team. Well, I, I mean, especially in this situation, 
the question is, how does the ball get to the front line? Who, you know, right, used to be in the past, you would have it kind of being sprayed out by Ozzy Alonso, right? Remember the old days? Yep. Um, and then it kind of moved a little off of trap. And now it is every ball, or, you know, you basically had the Metonier, every, every ball goes out to Metonier and Metonier makes it happen, right? So I'm curious about when we have possession, how is it getting to the feet of Amaria? What, what's the path to the goal, I guess? It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I, okay. You I don't. Know, you I, I don't want to sound completely pessimistic, Dad. But it's like our attack is bad. Like just straight up bad. Like, but it's have, been bad. It's been bad, and we have. And is you could argue that our attack is worse because we, without Reynosa, we're much worse than we were last year. And last year we weren't good, and so it's. It's bad. It's just really, really bad. Like, basically, like our our all of our ball movement is going to come from our um, fullbacks, and it's just going to be bombed in. And like, I I don't see any way without Reynosa being a playmaker. I don't see who's going to step up and be it. Like, I mean, we can say Lude, but I mean, we need three Ludes to make this work. We need Quayludes to make this Quay work. Ludes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, four, yeah, all right, we need four Ludes. <laughs> but in in the past, right? Remember old old periods where you would have um, Ibsen there, right? Or or, or his role. Um, Trap doesn't do that much. Lude is not a, you know, put my foot on the ball and and go forward. He was great in the eight role, but as a like menace, right? Um, Dotson also is not really great about really picking a great pass forward. Um, Ariaga had, like, Ariaga. Ariaga had like seven great games and then like took a nap. Just dropped off the face of the earth. I mean, <clears throat> I'm wondering how much of our reliance on Ray has actually been a negative for this team. Not hmm. not because of his playmaking ability, um, because that's clearly what's carrying this team. But I think it it does bring up the question um, that. Our reliance on him has dampened our ability to actually develop other angles of attack um, that wasn't a fullback bombing forward and sending it across um, or a cutback to a Reynoso to lay it off to a striker or something. So I I think this team is going to be forced to figure out some stuff or they're going to continue to drop down the table. Um, and... I'd like to think that it would be something like what you're describing, Wes, where it's either, you know, three center backs with, you know, a more stacked midfield, whatever that means, um, three five two or a, you know, four four two or whatever, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Um, just relying on more angles of attack from the midfield um, and less on a single entity, number ten like Reynoso, that you cannot replicate with anybody yeah. else in this team. I think that that's a reasonable uh, hypothesis, Rodrigo. Uh, here, here's a couple of things that that I've I've been thinking about um, in regards to this situation. I think whatever situation we we play into, uh, you know, and I've made the argument last season that our most valuable player was not our all star; it was actually Lud, 
I think this is one of the situations where we're we're going to see that get tested out in a sense. And I think, um, as I said before, this is going to be a season where the role players get to get to be able to to make a splash for themselves. I think Ariaga, Dotson in that midfield are, are going to be interchangeable in some sort of sense when you want to be able to change the dynamic aspect as to who gets the ball to who. I think it's 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 going to it's going to funnel through through Lud. And I also think even though if you put Amarilla up top, he's really going to function as your false nine because he loves to be we've we've all criticized him for for dropping down low and, and, and trying to get tiki taki on it. And the best way to get tiki taki on it is somewhere in that in that controlling in midfield. No, it's, it's going to depend on how many what? Tiki taco? It's pronounced tiki taco. Tiki taco? Yeah, in, in the, the native pronunciation. Oh, oh, tiki taco. Yeah. Un poco de tacos sin jalapenos, por favor. Um, um, but it's no, the, the, it's, the Catal- it's the Catalonian tacos. Yo, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> let's not get into that. Oh, those are the best ones, too. No, God. No, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> but listen, it's like this team is literally functioning on a blank slate, to be honest with you. And I think that's that's that may you know we will be scared on the aspect of like oh no we don't have Reynoso and I don't know how many episodes I kept on re- reiterating the what if Reynoso gets hit by a bus scenario yeah now we know what and we, he he took the bus back to to Buenos Aires to Cordoba uh, and and just totally that but I think overall like a lot of teams for are are, are going to try to figure out where is this offense going to come from. Uh, and we have people who can go ahead and play different roles in, that, in those offenses. I think Amarilla is going to be interesting as to how he helps build up that offense and how he makes his connection with Lud. I think Dotson's going to be key in that aspect of it. Yeah. But I honestly think that overall, like, there's going to be a lot of testing and moving around before we figure out what this team kind of is good at and doing. But I, overall, like, Lud. Dotson, Amarilla, it's going to be the, the core rotation as to where the ball moves. I mean, this this season has a very 2017 feel to it where we're going into the season. Basically, we have no DPs because we had Ray. He was basically our only DP because Amarilla was not good. And Garcia is like a DP who is also a backup who doesn't actually play. So we have no DPs. It feels very much like, oh, our offense will come from these guys outperforming what they've done in the past. And I just don't, I'm, I just don't see it happening. Like it, it feels very much like a season that's just set up for failure for us, unless we actually bring in some talent compared to like our opponents who have brought in talent and use their DPs appropriately and actually have, you know, good attackers. Well, let me just, let me just finish up on this then. Uh, um, during the off season, did we fix the questions about d- defense? Maybe. I think we're getting there. I think, I mean, how do you know? How do you know until you get into the season? I think we got younger. I think we, we, we did not sign like a DP level center back. You know, that's, I don't think that's going to be in the cards with this team. We're not going to find another Ico Parra right away. Um, and we wanted to go younger and, I think we did that. I don't I think I think this might be, you know, Michael Boxel's ending ending, you know, he's he's coming to the end of his time here, but you know, 
No, and, and we'll we it, and the team could have been more aggressive on their signings in the defense too. It's they could have gone after some of the like you know veteran Tim top Parker. Tam like yeah like uh in the league kind of like Callens. free agents. They could have gotten who? Uh, like who? Tell me who? Callens, uh, Tim Parker, who's the guy that went to LAFC Long or whatever? Aaron Long. Yeah, Aaron Long went to Aaron LAFC. Long's not going to come to Minnesota. Yeah, you give him no. more money, he will. Yeah, yeah. like. There were a couple. There was also there were a couple. There were like three or four like uh, center back free agents who were like top tam level free agents in the league, who were kind of like the Icopara level free agents at that time. And like we we could have aggressively gone after them, and we didn't. So I mean, Alexander Kyans. Um. All right. So the the average scenario the the bottom scenario is. Do you guys think it's wooden spoon? Because I I do think. I would be. No. I think the floor is actually like twelfth. I I don't see us being wooden spoon territory. I think we're I like think ten, eleven. Yeah, I was gonna say I, my wooden floor is ten. You wait. Like, your highest scenario in in the, the, the everything goes right is eighth place. Yes. And the worst <laughs> scenario, everything possible goes wrong, is tenth place. Yes. Which is the difference of like three points. Exactly. Fine margins. Fine mar- have margins. You, have, you not, Rodrigo's have, house. have you not? Have you not like watched this team? How many times have you like got into fourth or fifth by just like what two points, three point difference? Yeah, yeah. a three point yeah. difference is huge in this league. I specifically, know. now that you've added I, an I extra know, team, but that's why I'm questioning is... your predictive ability. No, no, no. My prediction is perfect. There, there my are... prediction is perfect. Okay. No, I, I think St. Louis is saying 100% of all scenarios is 8th, 9th or 10th. Can I no, put money and can tenth. I put money no, on there's this? There's no 9th. I didn't say 9th. Stop putting words in my mouth. Okay. Wes. Can I put money <laughs> that they will finish outside of 8, 9 or 10 or just 8 or 10? No, tenth? not even 9th. Just 8th or 10th. 8th or 10th. I will Wes, put, Can I put, put a money bet with you? Um we had an Excel spreadsheet for last year's bet, and we still haven't paid out for that. What, what's okay, cool. But now, right now, <laughs> oh, now you want to put a bet? You want to forgive last year's, and now I, you want to put a bet? I want to. I say we we talk it off fair, and then we we make it public, and then I'm in. Okay, I I will win this bet. Great. All right. So the others, the others, the the floor for you, Mark, um, thirteenth. I think yeah. St. Louis is going to be worse in the West. And then I'm going to say we're probably going to bottom out around 10. Okay. And, you, and, then, bullish. and then you're saying, because I think that we will finish um, ninth is where, where I'm kind of thinking. That's so the the regular scenario. Um, Corey, is that where, where are you? I, I still think we're, I still think we're going to be in the bottom rung, of, like the bottom couple of slots of the playoffs like i think what did i say i think i said six said was six. best case scenario yeah. so seven? i think we're gonna be i think we're gonna be in the seven or eight territory for sure okay. mark mm. Two uh, tens, bottom and seven eight scenario okay Corey. no i mean if if we go if we don't add a dp like a serious dp i, I ninth is the best we're gonna get that's still kind of where i'm going at I, th- I think we'll probably end up in like ninth is where not you're not saying that's the sunniest scenario, right? Because now you're going even more tight than no, we're that's the sunniest scenario between I, we're going to finish between ninth and thirteenth. So what is your average then? 
So like, where, like, where do you, where do you realistically not best case scenario? I, I mean, the thing is, like, unless they, I, they have they even announced number. the playoffs yet? Do you guys like, know? We're, do, we're you less than a few days out. Have how probabilities work, right? Hang on, hang on. We, we, yeah. we, we all fail math, apparently. Yeah. There no, is I, a scenario I, where everything. I mean, okay. All right, I'll, I'll, I won't you. I won't. 11. There you go. Okay. <laughs> right. Number best case scenario oh for me is sixth. I think we're gonna be. I will say eighth. Worst case scenario, tenth. I will also put a money bet with you, Mark, that we will finish above ninth place. Okay, so you think we're That's gonna bold. finish in ninth place regardless of? And is that is that your sunniest scenario? No, my sunniest was sixth as well. Okay, but yeah. I, I just I just think that like. You're being, you guys are being too pessimistic. Because no, you know, I'm not being pessimistic. You, I'm being realistic. Do you know what kind of shitty teams are in this league? Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> no, I totally think so. <laughs> and then, and then we look at how Charlotte and they do too bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's take one final break. We'll come back with a a preview and then some questions. Let's blow this mother out on the 551 podcast. The match preview this Saturday, Minnesota United at Dallas, 7.30 p.m. Um, yeah, we're going to have it on at Blackheart. We are um, installing DirecTV this week just to make that happen, even though it's going to be snowy as hell. But by then, by Saturday, you'll be partially out. Just jump on the light rail and come down. Um, anything to say about this? We're going to lose, right? Nope. Um, yeah, I think so. I Away, think we're yeah, Dallas. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. At Dallas um, with no real for real identity. Yeah. Giddy up. Um, let's go to these questions. Okay. Pat Thorison uh, asks, how many minutes before Minnesota United scores a goal from open play? I want to know what we're betting on this. And uh, I want us to, to actually take this. And it, it, we'll do prices right rules. So, um, you know, you got to underneath whoever comes closest underneath without going over um open anyone, play so what do you want PKs to bet on this? And set okay. pieces don't don't count yeah okay define open play okay good wait do set pieces kind of open play or is it just no. P- no. just no pks so no corners either right no corners no free kicks it's got to be open play okay so what are we betting on this six pack of beer Okay. Sure. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. It can be any beer you pick. Yeah. Fancy. So. Can it be a bottle yeah. of wine? Yeah. Sure. Within reason. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the whatever the ABV okay. equi- equivalent is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the math. Okay. Whatever equals a six pack of hams. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. So, so so a jug of Carlo Rossi. Got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Then um, I will go. Uh, I'll go last. Rodrigo, you can go first. How many minutes before Michigan's open play? Mm-hmm. Open play. Um, 123. Okay. Mark? Uh, 220. Corey? Mm, 85. Ooh, 23. Wow. All right. I'm you gonna think go. we're going to score an open play against Dallas? Hey, baby. Get weird. I'm trying to think if I go one dollar here or uh, or two twenty one. Right? Yeah, go. I think eighty four minutes. No, I'm gonna. Okay, 
220 would be so that's three games you think in the third game we finally get a game i'm gonna go 221 just to screw with mark sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll be i'll be nice i'll be nice and i will go 230 i'll give you those nine minutes oh man that's gonna be a good 10 minutes yeah, Watch a score. Yeah, okay. Open can, can, can we make sure we tweet about this in the sense of like this is yeah. one of the best that we're doing at? Yeah, and yeah, just can't yeah. score during games because yeah. that'd be awesome. Uh, someone should have. I should have taken one. Should I take one just to be nice? I'll take one. No, I think that's fine. But you can't do it, it without going over. So like one is actually z- nothing. Yeah. Price is right rules with a one yeah, doesn't so really work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, next question. In I like two thirty better. This is from yeah. I want to be a nice person, but and um, I'm apparently the personal most, personal uh, growth. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, we're we're growing here, guys. Um, New Skull asks: In a rayless season, if the Loons make it playoffs, who do you think will have had the lights out season long overperformance that makes it happen? Robin Lud, Mendo Garcia. I think. I think Luis Amaria is gonna would have to score eighteen, oh, really? 18 goals. Are you ready for my my yeah. my chaotic answer? Yeah, go. Yeah, baby. We'll try. Yeah, we'll try. Oh, oh wow, yeah, that's a good cool. one. Um, Mike asks, of all the new players, who is the hottest? And I I will say we'll just preface this: this is not the hottest um, new crew we've seen at, at the team. I think that our standards no. have gone down in recruitment. We did, we did, it's not like we got a bucket. Of I think goes, it's because Harrison like, Heath is in charge of recruitment now. I think, no. I think he's yeah. jealous. Yeah. Um, I, it, it, Derek Valentin. Derek. It, it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, mean, like I, I love the fact feet. that uh, on the inside of his arm, he has his favorite band tattooed on him. Yeah, which is pretty good. You, should, you should look it up. He yeah. looks like he just got back from like DJing a set in Ibiza. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. He's like, yeah. And he got, he got totally like drugged out and just like fell asleep on the beach. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, I mean, like, yeah. I, I can't wait to buy E from Zarek for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to have a a, a Mondongo conversation with with, with Zarek. <laughs> All Just right, because like I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Come on. Uh, Easy Ha says, let's say Ray does come back. When should he play? Is he too big for Heath's doghouse? How like let's say yeah. How long do do you kind of keep him out? Uh, or like you know, kind of after after he comes back. Yeah, yeah. after he comes back. Let's say he comes back June first. All right, so we're keeping track of the numbers that we use in this one then as well. No, I know this is just no. a question. Uh, I, mean, I, think, I think if he, I Look think if this. he comes back, he gets a full week of training, comes on as like a fifteen-minute sub at the end of a match, and then he's a halftime sub or something like that, or he starts a. So you think like three he, he, <clears throat> I think he, I think he, I think he almost walks into the team. I think r- right now with this team the way it's set up, I think he's too big for the the Heat doghouse. No, even more fun would be like. He comes back. He's out of shape. He cannot go a full ninety, and Heath is just like, "Fuck it, you're playing a full ninety, fucker," <laughs> and then just throw him into it. Be you like, get hacked as much as you want. Everyone come after you. It's ba- he basically shows up and it's season two of Battlestar Galactica when uh, <laughs> he's fat Leodama. <laughs> he's, he's calling one Chope on his uh, on his cell phone, being like, "Hey." Uh, Tell me you, again how you punch how you guys. Play, yeah, how do you kicks? play Sunday League? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Then uh, next question is from uh, Connor, who says, "Literally, don't care what you gents discuss. I missed y'all so." 
Just got back from England and watching both a Fulham and Arsenal match and so excited for Minnesota United season to begin. I am too, Connor. I, w- I do want to say um, we are kind of like being, uh, uh, we've got gallows humor because the team is going to be bad this year. But like we've been bad before. Like who who yeah. cares? Like, I think some of the funnest season. Is yeah, and I, I mean, uh-huh. I just am excited to get back to the stadium. I'm excited to be, um, you know, to have. I'm excited that you're in my section. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm, I, I I am, and Emil's going to force his way to go to every game, even though the 7:30 start is a uh, is a little. Well, you know what? You you tell Emil that we probably have an extra sheet for him, and just in case you don't want to take him. So okay, cool, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case he wants to get around the bedtime requirements, yeah. I got you, bud. Wes, uh, when you want to be a bad father. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, Dan J says, uh, on a scale of one to five, how hot is Adrian Heath's seat? Do you think that if we're bad, that um, Heath will just get a pass because Reynoso isn't there? 100%. Yeah, no. You don't think he'll get fired if we finish 10th? No, definitely not. I do. Even though he's the guy who put together the team that, yeah, he's that that's exactly on. why I feel is like if you can't keep your was it five million dollar star player yeah. all star yeah. player to come back and play for you, then yeah. that means that it's just there for the money aspect of it. So I think it does have a reflection on the way um, Heath has this locker room, and I think that's one thing. Once you and we've seen it before, once you lose the locker room. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get it back. All right, my friends. This is the podcast. It's been great uh, chatting with you again. We'll do this again in like... Right uh, before League's Cup, maybe? Yeah, exactly. I am excited about League's Cup, actually. I I'm kind of bummed we don't have an away game to in Wait, League's yeah. Cup. League's Who Cup, do we but... play again? Is it Cruz Azul or Pachuca? Uh, uh, no. Puebla. Yeah, Puebla. Puebla. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know it started with the P. And Chicago. Um, all right, my friends, thank you. Uh, you're beautiful, you're sexy, and everyone loves you.